listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 21. Back in the saddle again. I'm your host, Evan Stone, and we are back and uh, it is officially the summer of WWDC 2018, and it is hard to believe that the last episode that I did was back in May, before WWDC even happened. In this episode, we will have some brief follow-up from WWDC. Uh, we'll also have some news and current events, and a little discussion about some topics about Xcode, uh, things that have been happening lately. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, regarding the follow-up from WWDC, I just had a little bit of follow-up that I wanted to talk about, and uh, especially because we had that last episode that talked about the wish lists. And um, if you if you want a detailed rundown of uh, WWDC, I encourage you to take a, a listen to Under the Radar, episodes 136, 137, 138 where David Smith and Marco Arment talk about what we got at WWDC. Also check out episode four of the Stack Trace podcast with John Sundell and Guy Rambo. So you can check out those podcasts if you want to get a little more detail. I just kind of wanted to do a brief overview of the things that we got and didn't get, um, things that I was hoping for and didn't really pan out. So, uh, but what we did get was great. We got iOS 12, which is, you know, everybody expected that and we sure did. And uh, I am really happy that the theme of iOS 12 was really all about performance. Uh, iOS 11 was terrible on my iPhone 6 Plus, so it was really great to hear that they are focusing on performance for iOS 12. Uh, I have not installed Beta 5 because I've heard some bad things about it, Uh, but the betas that I have installed so far on my iPhone 6 Plus uh, they do feel better, and uh, that's without a battery replacement. So I'm, I'm very pleased to hear and see the performance that is. Uh, it's much better with uh, iOS 12 from what I can see. Uh, we also got ARKit 2, um, and that the, we see the the result of that being able to have multiplayer games, um, and and so that's kind of a new thing be able to participate. In, with uh, multiple devices, and uh, so that's that's kind of a cool aspect of ARKit. Uh, again, I'm not an ARKit expert, and I don't I don't have any projects that use ARKit yet. Though I don't know, maybe maybe someday. Um, but anyway, it's interesting to see that they are continuing to develop that, of course. And you know, K- Core ML is getting more uh, as well. Um, WatchOS five. Um, is really great to see. I was actually most excited about watchOS, and maybe we'll, we can talk about that in the future. Um, but I, I, suffice it to say that watchOS got a, a nice uh, upgrade this time. I was sad to that we have to say goodbye to the Series Zero uh, watch because that's what I have. Uh, so it, it's going to be, uh, I guess, a good reason to upgrade to maybe the Series 4, whatever that is, or whenever that comes out, probably about the same time that WatchOS 5 is released officially. So uh, that'll be kind of uh, interesting to see. Hopefully it won't have the red dot. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, is uh, the new model without the red dot for the uh, the cellular versions. 
Now, with regard to what we didn't get, uh, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get Swift 5. Um, but and, and so at, at first it seemed a little strange. Uh, the, the wind kind of got taken out of my sails when I was sitting there in the audience at AltConf, sitting there listening, and they, they announced that Swift 5 would be later this year. So, I mean, that, that's good. We're coming up on, on later in a few months. Uh, so um, hopefully we'll be able to see that soon. But th- at first it seemed strange. But then after I started thinking about the uh, the ABI goals of Swift, um, that that in itself could take up the space of a good part of an episode. But that ABI stability that they're going for with Swift 5 is probably really, really, uh, it's something they really want to do right. Um, and if you want to check it out, I'll put the link in the show notes, but there is actually an article uh, on the Swift blog at uh, swift.org forward slash ABI dash stability. And uh, it talks about this very topic. Um, and also it, it, there's a link there that forwards to the, the Swift ABI st- stability manifesto. So uh, it's, a, it's an interesting read to see what their goals are. Um, the, the other thing that I was hoping for, I'm not sure if we got it is it yet, I guess we'll, it still remains to be seen is an Xcode that works. Um, I, I've had so many problems with Xcode nine. I was really hoping that Xcode 10 fixes a lot of the issues and it seems to be better from, from what I've seen. Uh, but I haven't had a lot of experience with the Xcode 10 yet, literally just maybe a day or two. Um, so at any rate, uh, I'll have more follow-up with about that because I am going to be doing some work in um, Xcode 10 here. So maybe next week I'll, I'll uh, talk a little bit more about that. Um, but anyway, so we'll, we'll see how that all that all goes. Uh, I'm excited about Xcode 10. There's a lot of features in there that are, are pretty great. And code folding is one of those. So uh, I was very excited to see that back. That's uh, really cool. I was missing it in Xcode 9. Okay, so that's about it for the the things that we got and didn't get in WWDC. Maybe we can chat more in the future. We'll see. Um, but uh, with regard to news and current events, uh, the big thing that just happened, I think uh, it was either yesterday. Let's see. The news item I have is from the 2nd of August, and I'm recording this on the 4th. So that would be two days ago. Uh, is that uh, Apple became the world's first $1 trillion company. Uh, so... Uh, it was The Verge that reported that Apple has become the first U.S. company with a market cap over $1 trillion, and it, uh, it follows a jump in its stock after reporting strong Q3 earnings that saw the iPhone makers surpass both its own projections and analyst estimates, while also making a strong forecast for its upcoming Q4 earnings. And so, you know, that's a, a little bit of uh, jargony stuff there, but um, it basically means that Apple is doing really well. And for us, while maybe we care or don't care, maybe we have shares in Apple or don't, um, uh, what it really means for us is that the backbone of our ecosystem, the this ecosystem that we as iOS developers uh, or watchOS, tvOS, macOS developers, the backbone, Apple, uh, is uh, a very very strong performer right now, and I, I'm it's it's awesome to be part of this ecosystem. I'm thrilled, and uh, of course you know the haters are already dismissing it and and whatever. So it's uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, you can be excited about it or not. 
Um, but basically what it means is that uh, if you are developing for the Apple platforms, uh, they're performing very well right now. And so that's that it's a good uh, a good ecosystem to be a part of uh, for for that reason and and so many others. So hopefully you enjoy developing. Of course, it always has its positives and negatives, but by and large, I, I really enjoy being a part of the, the Apple development uh, uh, ecosystem and it's very strong right now. So uh, hopefully you're enjoying that as well. The other thing that came out, and this is uh, probably something that's been over the last month or more, which is that uh, Apple released new MacBook Pro models. And this has been a complete roller coaster ride on this particular news item. I, I think about twice before I was thinking of, of uh, putting this into a podcast and, and it would change constantly. So, you know, first they came out, yay, new MacBook Pro models and hooray, new keyboards that are quieter and even better. They have the silicone membrane that uh, keeps out dust. And so maybe we won't have problems with keyboards sticking anymore or not not working anymore. And so, uh, you know, everybody was very excited about that. And then the next thing you know, it's boo, they're throttling the processor under heavy workloads. Uh, so it's just been... It, up and down and every which way on this particular news item. I think it's great that they came out with new MacBook Pro models. Uh, and um, and it's great that they're addressing the problems that that have, have come up. Uh, super important to do that because honestly, I wouldn't touch a 2016 or 2017. I mean, for someone like myself, I, I can't throw down that kind of money on a uh, a laptop that I already know is going to be problematic. No, I'm not going to do that. So at least they addressed the the main problem with the keyboards. And uh, even though the uh, oh, I should mention too that we have these the processor throttling issues that came up. The good news is that it appears to have been addressed in High Sierra. 10.13.6, at least that's what Apple is saying, is that they pushed out a performance fix. Uh, so I have the link to both the, the original TechCrunch uh, article that I found uh, on the throttling issues, and then also the follow-up from iMore about the performance fix. So I'll put both of those in the show notes, and so hopefully you'll find that also um, useful. So if that fix has turned out to address the problem, that's that could be a really great thing for this model of MacBook Pro. Uh, and I, I really am hopeful that it does the job. However, again, back to the money thing, uh, I'm still going to wait because uh, the jury's still out on this and we'll have to wait and see uh, on the keyboard and on the performance issues. So uh, I think it's it's trending in the right direction. They're taking care of the right things. But I, personally, I'm going to be conservative about it, especially before throwing down uh, three grand or whatever it's going to cost to uh, to upgrade. Uh, so I may just have to uh, sit tight and upgrade my SSD and, and work with it for another year or so. Uh, but your mileage may vary, and uh, it seems like it's a really good... Uh, good laptop. Going into the topic of developer tools, specifically Xcode, I just wanted to mention and sort of rant a little bit about Xcode 9. Uh, 9.4 is what I'm currently working with mostly. And I, I can't believe we're at 9.4 and we're still having these kinds of problems, like really 
basic fundamental issues with Xcode. Uh, problems with syntax highlighting, working, not working. Sometimes Xcode just loses its mind and the autocomplete and the syntax highlighting just turns off. Uh, so uh, sometimes rebuilding causes the autocomplete to come back, which is great. Sometimes it doesn't. Other times when it gets really bad, you have to restart Xcode. And uh, it just, it's its baffling because here we are, I think, even in the last episode, I mentioned we're at, here we are at version 9.2, 9.3. Now it's 9.4. And I keep thinking with every little update that maybe they'll get this right. And they, they still don't. But maybe they threw their hands up in the air and said, ah, we'll just fix it in 10. So um, the problems are even worse with playgrounds. And I'm really hoping Xcode 10 fixes this, though I have not experimented with it yet. Uh, play, playgrounds are such an excellent tool for learning and experimenting, and it has such potential. But uh, it's I've, I've used it on multiple systems, so it's not just one particular computer that I've had problems with. It seems like every time that I go into a prep playground, ultimately... It uh, ends up in the file was modified by another op application error, and uh, it just it, it, it's nonstop. So again, here we are, Xcode nine point four. They've had four tries at it, at least, not including the betas. So you think they would have had this nailed down by uh, nine point three, but uh, they still don't. So hopefully Xcode ten will be better, but uh, I guess that uh, that's again that remains to be seen. Regarding Xcode ten. Uh, from the little that I've used it, it seems like it is behaving a little bit better, but uh, I don't think it's still, I don't think it's perfect. Uh, I do some Angular and TypeScript work, and uh, I use Visual Studio Code, and it is like blisteringly fast in its uh, syntax highlighting and and its and linting and so forth. And it's almost faster than I can type at times. And I know that we're talking apples and oranges. There's a big difference between a text editor that uh, is doing uh, Angular and TypeScript, Lint, that kind of thing for JavaScript than for uh, Xcode, which is doing a, you know, a phenomenal amount of work behind the scenes, uh, compiling Swift, sometimes Swift and Objective-C, and including frameworks and so forth. So uh, there, there's probably a lot more to it, but still, uh, it's a little disappointing that uh, we don't have that kind of lightning fast syntax highlighting. And I'm hoping Xcode 10 will get a little closer to that. We'll see. Uh, the main thing, too, that I wanted to mention is something that I just came across the other day. Uh, this was just uh, yesterday, in fact, um, working with Xcode 10 beta 5. And I just, as sort of as a public service announcement to folks that if you are using uh, Xcode beta 5, or if you use Fabric or Crashlytics, um, you might want to reconsider using Xcode 10 Beta 5 with that uh, because there are some issues with compiling. You may run into issues. And the, the issue that I ran into, which was confirmed, you know, Stack Overflow and also by Crashlytics themselves, uh, I, I was getting a linker error. Uh, where it would say that uh, linker command failed with Xcode 1, uh, and then it gives you a, a message that you have, uh, in my case, 283 duplicate symbols for architecture ARM64. Um, and what's good is that the Crashlytics folks are aware of the problem, and they've filed radars, and they are working with Apple on a solution for it. I'll put, uh, post a 
link to the Twitter status post that talks about it. And uh, it has a couple of messages in there from uh, one of the, uh, evidently one of the engineers or something from uh, Crashlytics or one of the support folks. So, uh, so that's, it's encouraging to see that they, they are aware of it and they're, they're doing something about it. But what they do recommend is one of the things is to, to go back to beta four. And that's what I did in my uh, case, because they also recommended doing a manual install of fabric and Crashlytics. But uh, since we've already done a manual install and we're still having the problem, then it didn't really have any effect on us. So, uh, so going back to beta four seems to have remedied the the problem. But I just wanted to mention that, put that out there in, in case uh, you are using those frameworks. Uh, I think Facebook's uh, Bolts framework also was having a problem. But uh, at any rate, if you're using beta five, uh, be careful out there, and you may have to go back to beta four. So that's it. Uh, that's about it for, for that. Uh, oh, and sort of as an accompanying tip with regard to, uh, downloading beta four, uh, if you need help downloading beta four, or you could actually literally download any other version of Xcode, if you need to, uh, go to xcoderealeases.com. It's a great site. It is not, it's not an Apple site. It's independently run. You can even donate to them to support them to help keep it going if you like. Uh, they have download links from Xcode 10 Beta 4 all the way back to Xcode Tools 1.0, like everything. So, and you, it just scrolls, and, and uh, every version of Xcode that you can imagine is there. Um, and uh, those links point to Apple's downloads. So obviously you have to have a developer account to do, do the download and also you have to be signed in to download, but the links are there and they just point you, they just redirect right to the right spot so you can download uh, anything. And, and I did that. I used it to download Xcode 10 beta four the other day and it was a nice, quick, efficient, easy way to do that. So there's, there's your tip for this episode and uh, that uh, about wraps it up for episode 21. I am so thrilled to be back uh, doing these. And uh, my uh, goal is to be doing the recordings on uh, Friday and hopefully releasing on Monday. Uh, of course, it didn't quite work out this week. So I'm recording on a Saturday, but things just work out that I could do it today. And hopefully I'll be able to get that out uh, on, on Monday and yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, again, we'll catch you on the flip side on iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there. So we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iosdevbreak, and there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. And if you would like to advertise a job posting on iOS DevBreak, please send an inquiry email to podcast at iosdevbreak.com. We'd like to see those come in and uh, perhaps help some other developers get, uh, get employment. And uh, if you want to help them out, then you can advertise on the show. 
Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic. 